0: Good afternoon, members of Gateway. Uh, Just wanna give you a few words, uh, let you guys know where the elders are at on a few things that we discussed yesterday at our meeting. It is 4 p.m. on March 30th, it's a Monday, and uh, just wanted to let you know, uh, keep you informed, keep you in the loop, and, and maybe give you some encouragement. There really are four things that came out of our meeting that are important to discuss. Number one is the thing that I've already shared with you, that we are going to postpone, suspend, I guess would be a better word, suspend in public gatherings through the end of April. That is really disappointing to me. It is expected, but disappointing. Uh, Yesterday, we discussed directly the fact that the governor's restrictions suggested that we shouldn't meet that first Sunday in April and that we should make that announcement. But then Later on in the afternoon, early evening, President Trump extended his recommendations on social distancing through the end of April. And then today, at his press conference, Governor DeWine uh, decided or announced that schools would remain closed through the end of April. So we have a very clear message from our leaders, both at the state and the federal level, that this National emergency requires very strict social distancing guidelines for at least another four weeks. We want to respect that. As a religious organization, we are exempt. And in some very limited cases, we may use that exemption. But we also want to model being good citizens, model loving our neighbors model respecting our governing authorities and and simply show a concern for you. We don't want you to be sick. We don't want you to get unwell. We certainly don't want to lose anyone. So for those reasons, we are going to maintain the status quo. It's frustrating. It's very disappointing for me, even someone like myself who is a bit of an introvert. I miss you guys. I want to see you guys I want to have inane banter around the coffee table and I also want to have deep spiritual conversations I want to grab lunch with you guys I had talked to a few of you uh, about setting up some lunches here in recent weeks and then all of this kind of exploded so it's not cool but we think it's the right thing to do you know we Uh, Are supposed to celebrate the Lord's Supper this Sunday and we're not going to do that. Um, The Lord's Supper is a church meal, it's a sacred meal, it's a community meal and we just can't do that online. I've seen some churches try and it's just it's weird. It doesn't look anything like what Christians have historically practiced. Um, It's not what's described in Scripture. Um, You think about the command of of Paul when the Corinthians are doing things weird he says why don't you just wait for one another because there's a sense in which if you're not together you're not you're not celebrating the Lord's Supper it's a supper but it's not the Lord's Supper so we are gonna wait and uh, my my hope and my goal and this, I speak for the elders on this too, is that, that first Sunday when we gather together, whether it's the first Sunday, the second, third, fourth, or fifth Sunday of the month, whatever day that is, we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper, and it is going to be uh, the most wholesome and, and delightful and nurturing meal that any of us have had in a long time. And so... Um, Set your eyes on that. Look forward to that that day when um, we take the body of the Lord, and we take um, the blood of the new covenant, and we celebrate the resurrection and death of our Savior. Um, On another note, we talked about what kind of social distancing needs to happen in non-public gatherings and where we landed was that um, at most one individual can work in the old space 1859 or the new space 3746 at a time. Um, I think it would be fine uh, under those guidelines for a married couple that you know is already cohabitating and, and sharing all of those uh, germs and diseases with one another uh, it can work together that, that should be fine um, But that wasn't an easy decision to come to, and it wasn't easy to figure out what the best way to, you know, honor the the national emergency, um, but also the reality that we are an exempt religious organization that has work that needs to get done. And so that is where we landed. Um, I would say that if if you are going to work, there's two things, three things that that I'd ask. One, you let the elders know that you're going to be there. That way, if someone else says, hey, I want to go over to the space and work, it's okay. um, You know, I can say, no, so-and-so is going to be over there at that time. It's not going to be a good idea. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, um, unless you already have something very specific that you know what to do, talk to Amy. Uh, Let Amy know that you want to pitch in. You want to do something and ask her what you can do, she's got this all organized and she knows what's up and she'll tell you what you can do and what you can't do that would actually be helpful. Uh, third thing is um, I, I gave you guys that list a few weeks ago when we were still meeting about how to disinfect all of the uh, hard contact, uh, high contact, hard surfaces um, and I would just ask that you follow that, You know, get the um, doorknobs, get the uh, door handles and any surfaces that you plan on using we would ask that you just hit those before and after so you can use that list as a guideline obviously be a little bit different at the new space but anything that you plan on using um and you'll before and after you use them just wipe them down with the clorox wipes um keep the hand sanitizer around when you can't wash your hands wash your hands frequently um and and do all of that good stuff so that um we are minimizing severely the risk of any germs being left on a surface for the next person. So that is our, our plan for continuing work on the space. It's very limiting, I understand that, but again we want to show deference to our government, we want to show love for each other, and we want to show love for our neighbors. Third thing on the worship service. We've done uh, two services with a very small skeleton crew of two people each week. Uh, Brian Mace and I, uh, week one. Uh, I and and Zach Ryback, week two. Um, this coming week, we're going to do more or less the same thing. And I don't know what the what the crew is going to be, but I'm preaching again, so I'll be there. Um, we discussed whether. And how we can start incorporating more people into the service. And here's where we landed. We're not we're not sure. Um the elders didn't reach a, a conclusion about that, um, about whether we can bring in, for instance, some musicians and things like that to, to expand what we're doing on Sunday morning. Um but it became clear that outside of a, a rush and, and a and a bunch of things just working perfectly. We probably weren't going to be ready to do that for this coming Sunday. So this this coming Sunday will will kind of be the same type of thing. One or two people you'll see up there, and it'll be very laid back. And we just encourage you guys. You know, we have our 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 playlist on YouTube, our playlist on Spotify. You can use those, or if you've got some musical in your home, they can pick up guitar. But but listen to a couple songs, sing a couple songs at home. Um, if you want, you can always get on Facetime or Duo or or Skype or something like that, and sing some some songs with someone else uh, from the church. So we'd encourage that. Um, But we'd definitely like to do more. And we're just not sure uh, technologically, You know, we got caught in a bad time right in between this move. And uh, so that's the first thing we have to sort out. And and if we get to a point where we go, uh, technologically, we can do this. Technologically, we have the resources uh, in place to involve more people then the elders will, will revisit that and, and make a decision about what's appropriate at that time. Um, so might, might be hearing something from us on that next week uh, or in two weeks, it just kind of depends how things uh, f- uh, flow uh, with getting, uh, sorry, with, with, with getting uh, microphone cables and instrument cables and, and power uh, boxes and all that stuff set up. So there's just some some complications with that. We've got all new equipment and uh, it's cool, it's neat. Um, speaking of which, I just cannot wait for you guys to really enjoy this new space. It is, it is really beautiful. And uh, again, just we wanna give thanks to um, those individuals who've really put a lot of work into making that happen. Um, but you, know, you walk in there, you can't help but, but miss the design elements and um, just having things done professionally and, and the design team um, that was led by Liz, um, you know, really did a great job just, just making the place look sharp. So um, I can't wait for you guys to, to enjoy that. Here's the last thing I want to talk to you guys about. And uh, this is the one that I think is both most sobering and most exciting. So here it goes. Um, look, things are going to get worse before they get better. Things are going to get worse before they get better all the trend lines, all the thinkers, all the statisticians, all the medical experts, they all tell us that things are going to get worse before they get better. And that means there is going to continue to be an enormous economic impact on our country and our community. Now, it's possible that things might turn around very quickly after, um, this COVID-19 threat has passed, but I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't count on it. Um, There are so many good reasons to think that this is going to linger for a season. And what do we need to do as a church to be prepared to meet the needs of our church, of our members, of our family when an adverse economic circumstance falls upon them in this season? To that end, the elders have set up sort of a COVID-19 inspired benevolence fund at Gateway. This will be a separate fund that you can donate to on Planning Center. We generally don't use funds. We used a special fund to collect money in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. I think we used a special fund once to help out with Fifth Saturday. Otherwise, all of our receipts, all of our donations go into the general fund. And there's a good reason for that that the elders feel strongly about. We don't think that in general people should be picking and choosing the parts of the church that they like and funding those things. We think that the church should come together as a congregation, set the budget, say that these are going to be our collective priorities for the year and then fund those things in the general fund, but we don't have a benevolence fund. We have our Love Inc. Fund, um, and there is probably some support and help for members in need through Love Inc. Nevertheless, they're going to get tapped out pretty quickly too, I imagine. And it's a um, it's a process. It's a process, and it, it involves some hoops to get get help there. Um, we would like to be able to provide assistance and provide help more directly and potentially in bigger ways for our members so this is what we're going to encourage our members to do this fund is going to be a hidden fund on planning center so if you go to planning center giving you will not see it in the drop down you'll only see general fund you will have a special link that you can use to give money to this fund and what we would ask that you do is not in any way diminish your giving to the general fund of gateway downtown. In fact, in light of the the reality that giving is probably going to be down, you might even consider if there are ways in which you can give more, but what we would like you to do instead is to go above and beyond above and beyond what you are normally giving to Gateway and making an additional contribution to the Benevolence Fund, to this COVID-19 Benevolence Fund. That could be a one-time gift. It could be a recurring gift. It could be weekly. It could be monthly. It could be whatever schedule you want to set. The reason why we're asking you to do this is because we want to quickly build up a little bit of a war chest so that we can meet the needs in this coming storm and everyone I'm listening to and everyone I hear from is telling me the storm is coming this is not the mess the mess is coming it's going to get worse before it gets better and I don't know what that will look like but here's here's what we will use the fund for. This fund will be used to meet the needs of members who are in a crunch in this season. It is. This is not a uh, wider community fund. This is not an anybody in need fund. We have Love Inc. to do that. But this is our family taking care of our family we those funds will be distributed uh, only on the basis of the elders voting so it is not a chris decision it is an elders decision so uh, if a need comes uh, to our attention a request comes to our attention we will make a decision about Um, how much and in what way we can help meet that need Um, we may enlist some deacons as appropriate to help us uh, with the process on that Um, we may enlist a deacon or two in that process if for some reason that economic need were to fall on one of the elders so if it fell on Brian or Zach or I um, we wouldn't want to be voting um, on that for ourselves so you know if it, if it fell on Zach for instance uh, Brian and I would, would want to get at least one deacon involved in that decision um, just for accountability sake and, and for a tiebreaker's sake and, and that sort of thing um, the goal though is to as best as possible meet the needs of our community where they're at so um, h- how do you do that well, Let me encourage you first of all in this season right now that you look at ways in which you can cut back your spending. Look at ways at which you can cut back your spending. Because again, things are going to get better rather than worse. So I would encourage everyone to cut back their spending. Have a little bit of a war chest of your own and contribute a little bit of your own to the church's war chest so that we have a remedy available in the time of a personal crisis, personal economic crisis for one of our members. A second thing you could consider doing um, we have these stimulus checks um, and direct deposits that are coming our way. Um, if you are in a good position, if you are in a position where that money is not necessary money, um, use part or all of that to help us fund this war chest. Uh, so that's another thing you can consider. Look, we don't need $30,000 in this war chest right now. Um, if we had a few thousand dollars in there, though, it could go a long way in helping us meet the needs that are in our community, that we could distribute them quickly and effectively um, in need. And, and maybe by God's grace, we won't need them. But we need to be honest with ourselves here. All signs point to the fact that we're going to need some resources. So please be frugal with your own personal budgets and look at how you can um, help us to kickstart, jumpstart this war chest um, in order to meet needs in our community over the next six, nine, 12 months. Now I also want to be very clear, this is a temporary fund. We do not generally want to have separate funds outside the general fund. So this is a, a unique short term fund. It will if there's anything left in it when this crisis is over, it'll roll into a general benevolence category in our general budget for 2021. That's what we hope is to have a a benevolence fund in our 2021 budget so that it'll just come out of everyone's normal giving. But we're in an emergency. This is not an emergency that anyone anticipated we don't have a war chest stored up we have expended quite a bit of our reserves in getting the new space ready and so we are asking we are encouraging we are exhorting you to try to go a little bit above and beyond what you normally give to help us put together a benevolence fund so that we can take care of each other like i said Um, I think that's a little bit sobering, and I hope also a little bit exciting. Sobering because we realize that the times that we are in are a bit dire, but exciting because it's an opportunity to rise to the challenge and show love and compassion. So look for an email from me that will be explaining how you can donate to this specific category through Planning Center Giving. One other thing, this book that we brought around, um, I uh, brought around many of the books, and I left some with Joseph to take to the West Siders, and with Travis to take to some East Siders, and Zach to take to the South Siders. Um, this is a little tiny book by Tim Keller. Uh, not a hard read. Won't take you long at all to read it. Um, and we think it will be very encouraging. We thought it'd be really nice just as a church to all be reading the same thing, to all be saturating our hearts and minds with some similar thoughts. Here's what we'd encourage you to do. Rather than have some big fancy program, like a giant uh, book study on this online, here's what we'd ask you to do. Read the book, and then get together with someone else from the church or a couple other people from the church not physically we want you to social distance but but get on the phone or uh, get on FaceTime or get on duo or get on whatever messaging video chat app you like. Get face to face though I, I mean if you can at all um, seeing each other's faces is so valuable right now and have a conversation about the book. Just have a conversation, no no bullet points, no suggested questions, no suggested study guide. This is a tiny little book. Just use this as an opportunity to reflect on the ideas and and to get together with someone else and talk about them. So we would just encourage you to do that and let that be a, something that encourages you and encourages someone else that you meet with uh, during this season. I'm just gonna leave that on each of you. It'll be responsible to to seek out someone to talk to. That's a way that you can show love in this season is to seek out someone that you can talk to and uh, have a conversation about it. Do this outside of small groups. Do this as something above and beyond small groups. Um, If you want to talk about your small groups also, fine. But do this above and beyond. You know, wouldn't wouldn't it be great to, to see 20, 30, 40, 50 conversations uh, spurred on um, just by reading something together and even you know what even if you hate it even if you think that everything Tim Keller says is wrong well great I mean at least you know had a, a wonderful face-to-face conversation with someone about how stupid the book was and uh, right now in this season that's that's kind of valuable so I hope you're well I miss you guys I look forward to seeing you again as soon as possible God bless you, and we'll talk again soon.